Oh, bless the name of the Lord, good people, for he is truly worthy to be praised. I'm so glad and so thankful that I am in the land of the living. New mercies I see, new mercies I feel, new mercies I obtain that I am not consumed. And for that, I just say thank you. I pray you all are doing well on this glorious day because whether we believe it or not, God is still great and mighty. Even in the midst of a pandemic, he is still great and mighty. In the midst of whatever you may be dealing with, he is still great and mighty. Just want his children to take hold of the things that he is doing. If I can leave with you on today, I, I and for all those who have may not have had your COVID-19 shot yet or whatever you feel in, you know, in between, I, I can say that I have taken one and two. My body really went through some very uh, torturous things. My lymph nodes swole uh, from under my arms, my neck, every part that I had a lymph node, it, swole, it had swollen. And I'm telling you, that was a painful feeling, but I am so thankful to God. That is not as worse as it could have been. So I'm just thankful. Stay protected, good people. Any way you can, stay protected. Continue to wear your mask. Continue to wash your hand. Continue to social distance. Do what you can do. And watch God do the rest. Amen. If I can leave with you a thought, I'm going to read the scripture. Matthew 11, 1 through 5. Matthew 11. Matthew 11, chapter 11, 1 through 15, excuse me. And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf ear hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What? went ye out into the wilderness to sing a reed shaken with the wind but what went out for ye to sing a man clothed in soft raiment behold that they were soft clothing or in kings houses but what went ye out for to see a prophet yea i say unto you more than a prophet for this is he of whom it is written behold i send my messenger before thy face which shall prepare thy way before thee Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of woman, there have not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John, and if ye receive it, this is Elijah which was for to come. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. 
He that had ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. He that had ears to hear, let him hear. If I can leave with you a subject on today, or if I can leave with you a thought on today to ponder throughout the the Easter holiday, and I'll call it the Resurrection Day, it would simply be, are you the one? I recall saying this, speaking this message, even on my first initial sermon, are you the one, or should he look for another? If I can give you a subtopic, or give you some type of uh, uh, message to correlate with that one, is there is a need to die. (laughs) There is a need to die. We oftentimes struggle in the midst of painful circumstances and doubts that flood our mind. And we look at John doing the same thing. While he sat in prison on death row for rebuking a sinful king now to be afflicted with doubts concerning Jesus. Many of us know what that is like. Some of us have an umbrella mentality even today. Imagine, if you will, the use of an umbrella. Most Jews only when it is raining and the storms are raging, we know how to pull out the umbrella. That is how most use God. Only pulling him out or calling on him in the midst of your storm. And as soon as the storm is over and we're back in our life doing the things that we were once doing, we throw him down as if he has done nothing. Only to use him again when it's stormy in one's life. Not like the umbrella. When it's not raining outside, we throw it in the the trunk. We throw it in the car. We throw it in the closet. I don't need this anymore. That's how people are doing God. I don't need him. I I just call on when I'm in trouble. Or when I need my car fixed. And when I need my house payment. When I need this. You call on him for materialistic things. But you don't call on him for spiritual things. Surprisingly, John asked the question, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? Even in John 1 and 13, John declared, I myself did not know Jesus when he baptized him. But that's a funny story because even while he was in his mother Elizabeth's womb, he leaped (laughs) when Mary spoke of being pregnant with Jesus. In other words, John had known him even before he knew him. John was the same one who preached, prepare ye the way of the Lord. He was the same one who said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was the same one with trembling hands baptized the Messiah. He was the same one who saw the spirit descend and remain on Jesus. Same one who said Jesus shoelace, he was not worthy to tie. Now, you done observed all that. And now that you're in imprisonment, you're in prison, you question if Jesus is the one. In those times, prophets that rebuked sinful kings, it did not go well for them. And there was no exception even for John the Baptist. However, Jesus knew he would go down the same path. But he did not expect to be tormented with anxiety and oppressive thoughts while in prison. You know how we do. <laughs> oh, I bless the Lord. He's high. I'm highly favored. Bless the Lord on oh, myself. And then as soon as something happened, well, I just don't know. 
I just don't fit. I just don't know. Salvation is not based on a feeling. It's based on, it's based on, on a no. You have to be confident. Philippians 1 and 6 to be confident in this one thing. He that begun a good work in me going to complete it. I may not understand all parts of this puzzle, but guess what? Because I know who the creator of the puzzle, I know that the pieces are going to go together some kind of way. After the baptism of his Lord, John had no reason to doubt that Jesus was the Christ. He had ample, uh, uh, ample examples to know he was the Christ. But now sitting in this solitary place, being assaulted by the enemy with horrible accusing thoughts. Is he really the one? You know how the enemy does. When you get all perplexed in your state and mind that you feel like I don't know what's going on. With you, God, are you really there? We, we talk foolish sometimes. And I've been guilty of it. I have been guilty of it. John 6 and 66, it says, John 6 and 66, it said, from the time many of his disciples went back and walked with him, no more with him. Now that was a sad day in history. Many of his disciples went back, back to what? And walked no more with him. Because they thought more was in the back of them in, in for, forward from the, because I can't see what's in front of me, but I know what I just left. Why would go back? Go back to what? I'm telling you, it's hard to think straight when pain has become your companion. It's hard to think straight when pain has become your companion. I can remember a time that even when I was in the hospital, just gave, have gave, gave birth two weeks prior to giving birth to my daughter, the baby girl. And here I am hit with a heart attack, having to go through double bypass surgery. Not only was my, my artery clogged, it was ripped. At a snap of a finger, it could have been gone. I could have been gone, probably had a massive heart attack. And in that moment of having so much pain, not only pain from the bottom, just giving out, delivering a, a child, but also pain in my chest, pain in my neck, pain in my thigh. I was having pains everywhere. And I remember getting up, having to use the bathroom. My husband went to go check on the kids. And I got up by myself to go to the bathroom. And all of a sudden, my arm hit the, the corner of the door. And my body just felt like it was. And I yelled out at God in pain and hurt and disbelief. How could you allow this to happen to me? One that loves you. One that's always been there. One that's faithful to you. And here I am with tubes all up and down my body. And I ask God. Why have I been born to endure nothing but pain itself? 
And the, the, the accusation of the enemy didn't make it any better. Hearing those negative thoughts. And yeah, he said he loved you. Yeah, he said he going to be your God. Yeah, why are you looking like this? And I don't care how saved and Holy Ghost feel, baptized, touch, speaking in tongue you may be. When pain hits you, it come in a whole different light. Because you forget about the word. And pain beget pain. Hurt beget hurt. Brokenness beget brokenness. John's only task in this earth realm was to prepare the way of the Lord. Such as those who are believers, our task is to accept him, trust him, and believe in him. You don't have time to keep wondering whether you are saved or not. You are wasting time planning with the mind games from the enemy. Too much work before you. Too much work for you to do to keep reverting back to, I don't know. Our task is to accept him, trust him, and believe in him. I know and I understand that the ta- I understand that this doesn't get easy. And I understand it's not a quick skip, hip, uh, one, quick, one quick moment. I understand that. But at some point, how bad do you want? That connection, that revelation, that 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 communication with the Father. And if we are wrong about Jesus, our ministry, our life, and everything we stand for is in vain. But I know in whom I believe. No, I didn't have to be there 2,000 years ago, but I know in whom I believe. And I know that he came on this earth to die a sinful death, a death that he did not owe to get me back into the kingdom where I am supposed to be. But even with doubts, even like John, even with doubts, they remain inside of us a deep, unshakable trust in knowing Jesus for ourselves. That's why 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 said, But it is written, Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither into the heart of man, the things that he has prepared for them that love him. But verse 10, huh, that's the verse that most folks forget about. The verse 10, verse 10 is one of my favorites. But God has revealed them unto his spirit, by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep, the deep things of God. And all John needed to hear was Jesus to say it again to assure him he was the one. Jesus who has seen that feeling of sorrow and grief of satanic storms that often hoover over the saints when they are alone and weak. Even in Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 15 where he spoke of vile unbelief accusing God that he did not care. Jeremiah even had that moment. Accusing God that he did not care. Oh Lord, thou knowest, remember me and visit me and revenge me of my persecutor. Take not away in thy long suffering. Know that for thy sake I have suffered rebuke. We have witnessed who can attest how they felt like throwing in the towel. I surely can. 
I can recall a time that I felt like throwing not even the, the towel, the whole blanket. Second Corinthians 10 and 12 reads like this. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commended themselves, but they are measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. God says it's not wise to compare yourself. So who are you comparing yourself to feel like you don't have it? Who are you comparing yourself to to feel like you, 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 do you realize some people been in ministry for 20, 30 years? That's where they are. That's why they are to the place where they are doing now. But let me tell you something. It don't have to take you 20 to 30 years to get where God wants you to get. If you continue to stay in his word, you can be two, three years, four, five years into the ministry and God can cause you to do exploits. Why? Because you are steadily at the feet of Jesus Christ. You are steadily at the feet of Holy Spirit. You are steadily listening and communing and, and doing what God said. He said, I can move you be above and beyond if you stay humble. I elevate you in due time. Bring your gift before men. But don't you compare yourself to anyone. Jesus knew John's heart. Just like he know our heart. And he knows those that love him. You can find that in Nahum 1 and 7. The same way he knows those that love him. He did not rebuke John, but told the disciples to go and tell him the things you have seen. Due to the love Jesus had for John, he did not throw shade in his face and say, remember in Isaiah, that declared to proclaim deliverance to the captives. But Jesus knew part of his ministry was to deliver people out of demonic prisons. And some of the demonic prisons is your mindset, even as he wished to do today. Jesus is asking, are you the one or should I look for another? Are you the one that's going to do the ministry like I asked you to do? Or you should I look for somebody else to do it? Are you going to be the one who stand out, out of the crowd, unashamed, to declare the works of the Lord? Or should he look for another? Are you the one? We quick to ask Jesus if he's the one, but he already done everything that he had came down to do. And when he finished, he went back home with nothing because everything he had said he was going to do was already done. So he left this earthly realm empty because everything he had told the father he came down to do, he accomplished it. It was complete. It was finished. My question to you, are you the one that's going to do what he called you to do on this earth? That when you leave here, you leave with legacy being left behind because now you don't have anything. I done prayed and I done told people that I said it and I will say it again. God, when my day is come and when it's time for me to leave this earth, let me leave empty. Nothing left in me. So if that makes you feel like you all over the place, well, honey, be all over the place. Yeah, I'm. Uh, one time I was like, Lord, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. But if God called me to it, he's going to do what he, I need to do through it. If he tell you to do a podcast, do it. Faithfully. You don't know who you're touching. If, if it's just one person, if it's two person, do what he told you to do. If he's telling you to do a YouTube channel, do it. If you got one person that subscribed, guess what? It does not negate the fact that you're not a YouTuber. If you got a blog, blog, 
write it. You got one book, start it. Go ahead and finish it. Finish whatever he told you to start. No, you're not like anybody else. You're very different. You're very unique. You're very peculiar. A typical. And whatever God told you to do, do it. Who cares how somebody may say you're doing so much. Every time you turn around, you're doing something. So what? When he come down here, I don't want him to say, well, what you do with the talents that I gave you? I don't want him to say, do you bury what I told you to do? No, I'm going to do it. If that look like doing more in your eyes, then oh well, that's just your eyes, honey. Do what he called you to do. Jesus is saying to us, you still questioning whether I am the one. But I done proved that I was the one when I said it was finished on that cross. He completed everything that he needed to complete. Are you the one that will complete the task at hand that he has ordained you to complete? Please understand there's a difference between an appointment and assignment. Appointment can be easily missed. Appointment can be easily late. Appointment can, you you don't even uh, adhere to appointments. But when you have an assignment... I don't care when you turn that assignment in, it has to be turned in or you will get a zero. Same thing with the kingdom. If that assignment is for you to do, you will have to do it or you will have to suffer the the percussion consequences from the God Almighty. You choose. I'd rather do to be obedient to God and eat the good of the land than be disobedient and then get his wrath. Stop thinking in this about you. You you just a vessel. It's about God. And when he really knows it's about him, he will allow you to do exploits. You can't do exploits thinking it's all about you. You're going to get your feelings hurt thinking it's all about you. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about him being glorified through us. Who am I? That a king will die in my place. Bestow me upon me grace. So I can run this race. Only to see his face. That's my desire. Nothing else matters to me. I have a God to glorify. A savior to magnify. And a demon. And demons to terrify. Nothing else matters to me. We don't have time to be holding hands and trying to get people to the prompt. No, it's time out for that. You of age now. You know, along with drinking of milk, you eat meat. Move forward in faith with joy. God got greater work for you to do. But he don't need you standing on the sideline questioning why he called you to do it. Are you the one? Or should he look for another? I pray each and every one of you have a blessed and wonderful, I don't even like to say Easter, but a resurrection day. Because he got up with all power in his hand. 
And I'm so glad that the transferable power is inside of me. Don't bring shame into the kingdom, but be a, a glory carrier for the kingdom. Allow God to do exploit in you and through you. But you have to make up in your mind that this is the life that you want to live and live it to the fullest. All right, this is your girl, CL Suss. Peace and love.